Welcome to Supernatural Results. I'm your host, Pitana Mutana, and uh, we're continuing on our series I started in the last uh, programs called uh, Wisdom for His Coming. As, uh, as the title obviously gives it out, I'm talking about the, the wisdom. Wisdom is the key, one of the key things that we will need for us to be ready for the Lord's coming. And uh, by looking at the things that are all around us, I think we are very aware that his coming is much sooner than any other, I think, time in history. And so this message the Lord gave me, I want to continue. It's a series. And um, today I want to uh, take my text from <clears throat> uh, Matthew chapter 24 and verse, let's see here, <clears throat> verse 45, a question is asked. Who then is a faithful and a wise servant whom his Lord has made ruler over his, his household to give them meat in due season? It's a question. It's a question I'm asking you. Who then? The Lord asked the question. You know, sometimes you wonder, God is asking a question. Is he looking for an answer or is he actually giving you a clue in writing the questions? <laughs> he said that. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord has made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you asking that you will help me to preach your word with the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven. And I pray for hearing ears, for seeing eyes, for hearts that understand, even in everyone who will watch this program. Whether it be in TV land, whether it be in internet land, YouTube, wherever you will take this message, let people's hearts be open to receive this word. And may they have the grace to act upon it, I pray, in Jesus' name. And so we see here two things that I want to talk about, faithfulness and wisdom. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Two qualities are being asked <clears throat> For somebody who's going to be giving meat in due season to the Lord's house. And so, <clears throat> in a way, it may seem like it's a message to ministers, but all of us are called, in some way or another, to a ministry of reconciliation. That's what Paul said, that all of us have been given a ministry of reconciliation. But even to show that this message is not just for ministers, all of us, you will see how it's... it's um, it's a message for everyone. We can just go back a little bit uh, above the scriptures that are just read for you not only to see that he's talking about the time of being caught away, the time of what we've come to call the rapture. Of course, rapture, the word rapture is not in the scripture, but we understand it's the time where the Lord comes and he stands in the air in the clouds. He doesn't come down as if, as, as, as in his second coming. But he stands in the air and people are raptured or caught away to meet the Lord in the air. And the Bible says, so shall we be together with the Lord forever. <clears throat> so it's, it's, it's a time that we all want to be ready for. And really that's the only thing that the Lord is saying. Be ye ready because at the hour and the time you think not, that's the time he comes. But yet Paul said this. <clears throat> he said that, I have run my race, I have finished my course. There is laid before me a crown of righteousness, whom the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me on that day. This was in the book of Timothy, talking to Timothy, his son. <clears throat> but he said that not just me, but also all those who look for his appearing. So we have to develop this desire, hunger, to look for his appearing. 
And that's what we're talking about. The, when you, <clears throat> you know, the, 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 the simplest illustration is that when we are waiting for a visitor, an honored guest, I, I mean, I, I always think that everyone who comes into my house is an honored guest. Not long ago, I just started some, uh, a prayer meeting in my house for three days a week to just uh, get people to come and we pray. And so my neighbors, <clears throat> they're the ones who started with me. And so I, they, they come in and they found me all, I suppose I wasn't dressed up, but I was all shaved and clean. And, <laughs> and they say, wow, you, you know, you, you are so, you know, you are so dressed up and ready just for us. I said, you are my honored guest. And they come into the house and say, wow, the house is spotless. And I'm thinking to myself, what well, isn't that what people do when we have visitors? You're clean before they come. <laughs> and so, but what I'm trying to say here is that now if we are expecting for the Lord to come for us, how ready are we to be? We all know the mindset that we get into when we get ready. I've seen the mindset that a woman gets into when she's about to give birth. She cleans everywhere. She, there is this mindset of readiness that causes you to become completely a different person. I mean, we should be people who are always ready, ready for, the, you know, Paul told Timothy, he said that preach in season and out of season, preach the word. And so this mindset of readiness should be a mindset of all of us believers in Jesus. But Jesus kept saying it throughout, his, throughout the gospel. He said, that which I say unto you who are standing here with me, I say it unto you all, watch. And so a life of watching and praying is a definite must. And we are going to see how faithfulness and wisdom always leads to a life of prayer, to a prayer life. Of course, we talked about how <clears throat> praying and having a prayer life is two different things. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I believe that even though I'm talking about wisdom for his coming, that the Holy Spirit right now wants me to talk about praying. I did not even plan to talk about praying, but he wants me to talk about somebody needs to hear about a prayer life. The time we live in, <clears throat> before I talk about prayer life, I want to say that everyone who's watching me, please go on YouTube <clears throat> and look up Supernatural Results TV. That's the, uh, the TV program YouTube channel. I just had it ready, all the... Uh, messages that I have shared here on television. I just put them on uh, YouTube, and it's under Supernatural Results TV. <clears throat> and why I'm mentioning this is that, of course, I'm encouraging you to go and subscribe and so that when I upload any messages, so that if you miss any message here, you can always go back to, uh, to the YouTube channel, and you can go and get into all the archives of all the messages I've shared in the last couple of years. So that's a place where you can go and be able to get all the messages that you're not able to catch uh, here on television. <clears throat> and so, but the reason why I, I, I started to say that is because there's a message I, I did some time ago called Prophecy for the Finals. And it's a message that was obviously prophetic in nature, as is all my messages. Uh, for those of you who have followed me for, for some time, you know that the Lord has given me prophetic teaching. And what that means is, is teaching that has prophecy embedded in them. Just the same way I came here to talk about something else. And while I'm here, the Holy Spirit is saying, speak on prayer. That's, that's the now word. That's the meeting due season. You see, I'm already talking about who is that faithful 
and, uh, and wise servant, who the Lord will make ruler over his house to give them meat, not just any meat, but meat in due season. And I like to talk about how meat in due season, that's the prophetic teaching. That's the prophetic message. Because prophecy is, is when the Lord speaks in the moment to somehow guide you to your, to your proper destination or to guide you in what you should do in the moment right now. So we should never do away with prophecy. I've heard in different, you know, as you know, that I've been on, in, in mission work for over 10 years, and I've met all kinds of people in the body of Christ. Some people don't believe that prophecy is still relevant or even prophecy, and they bring a scripture from the book of Hebrews. <laughs> oh, the Lord wants to talk to so many people today. <clears throat> those, of, those who want to know more about prophecy, those who want to know about prayer, I will get to all of you. But here... <clears throat> Do not fight prophecy. As a matter of fact, Paul said that do not despise prophesying and also do not forbid speaking in tongues. Those are two things that I have seen, especially in the camp of what you may call conservative people. <clears throat> people are kind of a bit suspicious about anything spirit of the living God, anything speaking in tongues. And so since I've been called to the body of Christ to build it, and to help build it, I have been in all churches. You name Baptists, Pentecostals, both camps. I've been both there, and I find that the biggest thing that they have is pride, and it's keeping them from praying. And yet God's house is a house of prayer. A person who's prayerful will be broken enough. If they didn't believe in prophecy, they will start to find that they need to learn anything, everything about prophecy. Because God is, God is prophetic. God speaks the end from the beginning. God speaks the, the future. As a matter of fact, the, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, when he comes, one of the signs to know that the Holy Spirit is in you is that he shows you things to come. So you see, <clears throat> so as I'm talking about this message that I released about a year or a year and a half ago or so, it's called Prophecy for the Finals. And it had to do with the role of speaking in tongues in the end times. The role that speaking in tongues is going to do, praying in tongues is going to do in these end times. And so as I come back to, <clears throat> to, to talk on prayer, we need to use our model in praying to have the Lord Jesus be our model. He's our model in anything anyways. The Bible talks about how he's the author and perfecter of our faith. So he has authored faith and he had perfected before he handed it to us. Because you see, the life of Jesus was like a, <laughs> how do I put it? Almost like a trial. It, 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 was, it, it wasn't just for him to come and die for us or for his blood to be spilled. Because you see, if it was just for him to come and his blood spilled, when he was circumcised, when he was a little boy, the blood was spilled when he was circumcised. So that was enough blood to take care of the whole world. He didn't have to, to, to <laughs> I know this will cause a stir to people. But you see, what I'm trying to say here is this. But he had to come and be able to, he became almost like a prototype. What they could say, if we can take a human being and put God in them, fill them with God, can they live a, sin, a sinless life? Can they be able to actually conquer temptations? And they were able to be satisfied when he fully finished and showed the life full of God, how you can be able to, to live a life that knows no sin. <laughs> I 
And so the Bible says that he that is born of God cannot sin. I know this can, can cause a person, how is that possible? You can allow the Holy Spirit literally to start to change you until it's no longer you who live, but Christ that lives in you. And Christ can sin. <laughs> and the Bible says, because the seed of God remains in him. And so, as we talk about the life of prayer, <clears throat> we need to look at Jesus. One of the major things that Jesus came to teach all of us that had been maybe lost is a, a prayer life, a life of prayer. And you see him, that the, his disciples have mentioned this before. His disciples never asked him, to, they never asked him, they said, teach us how to, 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 to work miracles, teach us how to prophesy, teach us how to see vision, teach us how to have an encounter with God, teach us, no. They came to him and said, teach us how to pray. You know why? Because the life of Jesus was so immersed in prayer to a point that it could not be ignored. To a point that the disciples knew that the miracles and everything else that happened, the crowds and everything else that, why he was able to draw, why he was so, uh, everything that he did, the compassion, everything was birthed out of a prayer life. Sometimes he would send them and say, get into the boat, and he would go up into a mountain and pray for the entire night. That's all we need to recover. <laughs> the Bible said that a wise man dwells in the house of mourning, but a foolish man dwells in the house of feasting, which means that to bring it into the 21st century type of language, a wise man is always looking for a prayer meeting in, their, in his vicinity. Where is the prayer meeting? Where is the prayer meeting? That's his drive. A foolish person is always looking for parties. Where, where is the next party that I can go to? Where is the next potluck? Where is, and how is it that sometimes you find that even in churches, potlucks, everybody comes. <laughs> prayer meeting, uh, we're busy. But yet, the Bible, Jesus himself said that my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. There is a scripture that is so huge. It has been, it has been literally, uh, for lack of a better word, rock in my world. And it's in the book of Hebrews. And he says this. He said that he's able to save to the uttermost them that come to God by him. Because he ever lives to make intercession for them. You want people saved? then you need to pay attention to intercession. There is no salvation without intercession. He says that he ever lives. Jesus, so to speak, retired from his ministry on earth, and now he's, he's still making intercession. And yet he's beckoning us, saying, join me in this ministry of intercession, this ministry of standing in the gap, so that destruction does not come. One of the things I think that will be asked of us one of the things that will be asked of us as God's people is how much have you interceded for the lost? One of the major key that shows that a person really has a heart for, for, for the salvation of sinners is how much they will give themselves to intercession. It's how much they will come and say, mercy, 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 oh God. Have mercy. Look upon the blood of your son. Consider him hanging on the cross. Look again on the cross and look at Jesus hanging. Look at him stretching his head. Look at the nails that went through him. Look at all the things that have happened to your son so that salvation should be brought. Intercession happens before somebody comes to Jesus. Intercession continues so that Jesus is formed in them. That's why Paul said that I labor and travail so that Christ may be formed in you. He said, I labor and travail yet again. So there is intercession that happens saying, God, your word said that it's not your will that any man should perish, 
but all should come to repentance. You, we need to come to God saying that we come to you in the multitude of your mercies. Lord, remember your word says that, that uh, mercy triumphs over judgment. Remember mercy. When you're about to judge those people, remember mercy. When you come to say to God, say, God, you had mercy on me. Now have mercy on my brothers. Have mercy on my families. Have mercy on my neighbors. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Until you are so consumed that every person you see say, God, let not that person perish. Let not that person perish. But may they stand perfect and complete and in all the will of God. Where you live a life where you, you are consumed. You know that God has already said in Psalm chapter 2. He said that, ask me. <laughs> When God tells you, he said, ask me, then what else to do? To ask him. He's basically giving you a clue. He said, please ask me. I'm ready to. He said, ask me, and I will give you the hidden for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. There it is. In Isaiah, I believe, 62, you can look somewhere in Isaiah, somewhere around there. He said, I have set watchmen upon you, O Jerusalem, who will not rest day and night. He said, let them not give me rest. <laughs> How can God say that, please, I need people who will keep me busy, who will not give me rest? That's the call that is being given right now. That's the cry of the Holy Spirit right in this very moment. He's looking for watchmen. He's looking for people who will cry out day and night. People will say, I'm ready to join Jesus in his ever-living intercessory work. He said that he ever lives. Do you want to, to tap into the ever-living grace? <laughs> Uh, I wonder even if there is such a thing ever living grace. But I hope you get it. In the book of Hebrews, he, he ever lives to make intercession. And that's why he said that he, that's why he's able to save to the uttermost. Do you want to be used into the salvation of soul? Then come to Jesus and say, here I am. I don't even know. Like your disciples, teach me how to pray. A prayer life is, is what is going to cause you to be chosen to escape the, 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 the times that are coming. Jesus said that watch therefore and pray that you may be counted worthy to escape these things that are coming and stand before the Son of Man. Be caught up and stand before the Lord in the air. See, one of the things that I think it's, it's an error, and of course people can argue, <clears throat> that's fine is to think that every person, so to speak, who had said yes to Jesus will be caught up in the time of rapture. Meaning that the, that the church, if you may call it, everybody who goes to church who says they're believers said that they will be caught up. It's not true. And I'm bold enough to say that. Because you can study the scriptures. See, God never deviates how he does things. And in the Old Testament, he gave us different... Uh, uh, pictures to be able to help us when we get into the New Testament to see. And so one of those pictures is the picture of Elijah. Elijah was a man who also got caught up. He didn't see death. So he's a picture of people who are going to be caught up. And when you look at Elijah, the only thing that is mentioned of him in the New Testament, the book of James, not one of the things, but the major thing about his life was a prayer life. He said that Elijah, this is in the book of James, he said Elijah was a man like us, of like passion like us. It means he had everything that you, he was not a superhuman. But then he said, but he prayed. And when he prayed, he prayed so much until 
the heavens were shut. And the Bible says that he prayed again and heaven gave rain. The power of a praying man, the power of a praying woman, the power of a praying child. See, this is the thing. Sometimes when we think about praying, we think about adults. When we think about Christianity, we think about adults. When we think about salvation, we think about adults. What the Bible says that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. And here we think that Pentecost is the, for, for those of you, my friends, Pentecostals and Charismatics, who think that you have arrived when you, when you, 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 you start to, to speak in tongues? You've heard me before say that when you talk to usually a Baptist, you will say, so are you born again? Have you given your life to Jesus? And they will say something like, oh yeah, I definitely got baptized. Because why? That's a destination. Water baptism, it's a destination. You talk to a Pentecostal charismatic, you say, so have you been born again? And they say, well, I speak in tongues. And that's not what I asked you. I said, have you been born again? Do you believe in Jesus? Is Jesus your Savior, your Lord? Do you have the Spirit of God in you? No. Their destination is speaking in tongues. <laughs> and here, John the Baptist, he, he was filled with the Holy Spirit before he even made his entrance into the world. God wants our children to be filled with the Holy Spirit from their mother's womb. It talks about Jesus and John the Baptist. He said that the child grew strong in spirit. And here we are still trying to get people to become strong in spirit when they are, they are old. But for God, we need to catch God's mindset. Because you see, faith is God's mindset. That's all there is. Faith is, how God, is the mindset that God has. That's why nothing is impossible with God. Because he has a different mindset. That's what we call faith. <laughs> and so now, he said that the child grew strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Same for John the Baptist. They both, both children, they grew strong in spirit. So you could take Jesus and take John the Baptist and say, these children are so strong in the spirit. According to the Bible, it says that I have written unto you young men. This is in the epistle of John. He said, I've written unto you young men because you have overcome the evil one. And he goes on to say again, I have written it to you young men because you are strong. Because the word of God abides in you. God is looking at young men to say that, all the evil that is happening around, I'm going to ask you, you young men, <laughs> please bring your young men to me here. I need to talk to them. Young men, young men, don't waste your time. Do not waste your time. The Bible says in the Old Testament, <clears throat> I believe it's in Isaiah, but you can look up that scripture. It says that it is a good thing for a young man to bear his burden when he is still a young man. What does that mean? When you're a young man, that's when you need to learn how to pray. You mean you're a young man and you haven't prayed for five hours nonstop? You mean you're a young man and you haven't prayed for all night? Why not? You don't have children to raise right now. You should have learned. If not, please write to me. I need to, I need to, I need to get you started. Young people, they should be the most on fire. Why? Because they have the time. Do not waste your years while you are young. Even as a matter of fact, the Bible talks in Ecclesiastes, say, young man, do whatever you want to do, but I will judge you for what you did while you were young. You, that's what we call the prime time, your prime years. To train yourself, start to pray in tongues for one hour, two, three. Stay up at night. You're not doing anything the next morning. 
pray in tongues until morning. Start to build yourself to you build yourself up to your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible talks about in the book of James. <laughs> Some of you will be thinking, say, you, you are too much, you are too. What are you talking about? Young people praying for 10 hours? I'm thinking that actually they're. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to call them a joke, but if you come to me and you say that you are, you are a young person and you don't have a prayer life, uh, I'll have to pity for you. With the times we live in, God is looking for you. This cry of praying is for you young people, not just young people, for all of us. But what I'm saying is you have a lot of time and you answer for it. I'm sorry to bring the, <laughs> the good news to you. I'm not going to say that it's bad news. Anyways, who then is a faithful and a wise servant whom his Lord shall find? And before that, as we read that in Matthew 24 and verse um, uh, 45, I want to read just as we finish the few verses up so that you not only you know, let's start at verse 36, so you know the time we're living in and why Jesus was asking for faithful and wise people. Verse 36 says, But of that day and hour knows no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. <clears throat> then shall two be in the field. You see, it's talking about the rapture. <clears throat> the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in, the, in what watch the thief will come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be you also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man comes. These are the verses that comes before who then is a faithful and wise servant. And like I said, wise people are found in the prayer meeting. <laughs> faithful people, he said that who can find a faithful man? He said that I looked among a thousand people and I've only found one. Are you going to be one in a thousand? Are you going to be one in a thousand? If you say that I am, please write to me. Because I've always looked for one in a thousand. Faithful people are hard to come by. <laughs> oh, time has come. But I want to talk to you. Somehow you found yourself watching me. And Jesus is now your Savior. He's now your Lord. You have now surrendered your heart to him. <clears throat> that is the biggest thing you could ever do. Will you pray with me? The Bible says that if you believe with all your heart in the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's, it's, if you are a person who says, well, I'm not sure, not sure if I'm going to heaven if I die today, then I'm talking to you. You can have that assurance. You know where you say, I know, I know I'm going to heaven. <laughs> so will you pray with me? Say, Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. Make me your own. I come to say that I believe that God, your Father, raised you from the dead. You are alive and well. Save me, I pray. Make me new. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Grant me to speak in tongues. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer from your heart, you are a brand new person. You are a child of God. Welcome to the family of God. The Bible says that even angels, they dance and spin around rejoicing because of one sinner that turns from his sin.